The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike Patria, joined by my good buddy Keith, here to break down this wonderful Wednesday, February 10th card for you guys. We got nine games to talk about. We got some good stuff to jump into. But before we do, Keith, my good friend, you've been holding it down on these Tuesdays without me. I appreciate you, man. Um, I don't know if you listened to the last show. I, I, I can't say thank you enough to everybody on this DFS team and our listeners. Uh, but thank you, man. But how are you? How you been? I'm uh, really looking forward to doing this with you. Yeah, man, I'm I'm glad to have the good and great uh, Mike Patry back, and you know we held it down without you, but uh, nothing compares, my friends. So happy to happy to have you back and get rolling with this uh, nine game slate tonight. See, he, you know, he says that, and he, he Keith is genuinely a nice guy, but I'm also I'm also his boss. So uh, <laughs> no, 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 all seriousness, man. Thank you, I, I appreciate it. This is it's awesome being able to do this with you guys and and being able to do what you love. So. Uh, you know, while things are still a little rough, um, you know, having that little go-to thing that, that puts a smile on your face uh, is something that you need during these times. So that's why I'm here, and I, I love doing this, guys, and I love being able to do this with you, with everybody else on the team, and, and doing this with and for our listeners, too. So I'm really looking forward to it. Before we jump into anything, though, let me just give a quick shout-out to my bookie. If you guys haven't already, go check out mybookie.ag. Hopefully, if you bet on that Super Bowl, you had you were over at mybookie, and hopefully... You took that Bucks money line. Uh, nonetheless, even if you didn't, uh, you got plenty of chances to get that back. We got the NBA going on every single night. Head over to mybookie.ag, and if you use that promo code HOOPBALL, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, they'll give you a 50% deposit match on up to $1,000. So it's quite simple. You put in 1000 bucks, or hey, maybe you put in 100 bucks. They will match 50% of your deposit and give it to you for free to play with. That's money for free that you can win more free money with. So, guys, take advantage of it. Jump in there. Use that promo code HOOPBALL. That is H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. And I'd be remiss if I did not mention our good friends over there at Manscaped as well, guys, with all of their fantastic products, whether or not you just want to get the perfect package kit for travel, whether you want to get it for yourself, whether it's a gift for somebody else, head over there to manscaped.com. Use that promo code HOOPBALL20. H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0, and you get 20% off plus free shipping on your entire order. I always tell people, maybe just try one thing at a time. Uh, but I guarantee if you get that perfect package kit with the per- lawnmower 3.0, with the boxers, the body wash, with the conditioner, with all the good stuff that it comes with, you will find at least two to three of those products that you will see yourself using on a daily basis. Uh, hopefully it's not the boxers. Hopefully you guys are changing those more often. But... We will keep it moving, man, Keith. I'm looking forward to this slate. This is a fun one. I like these little middle-of-the-week slates. Uh, eight to eight to nine games. You know, I'm, I'm a six-to-nine game wheelhouse kind of guy, so this is, this is right where I'm looking. We'll jump right into it. 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game is when this first one will take place. We have the Toronto Raptors traveling to Washington to take on these Wizards. So uh, as far as the injury report goes, obviously something that we – are going to continuously monitor throughout. And if you guys haven't already, uh, make sure you're following us on Twitter. You'll see us tweet out a lot of the information. Uh, and that's if you're not in the Discord, too. 
where you could get it readily available for you. Uh, highly recommend getting that fantasy pass or at least the DFS pass if you're listening to this. But for the Raptors, OG is questionable. Uh, Malachi Flynn, Jalen Harris, Patrick Call all ruled out. And for the Wizard, it is just Thomas Bryant. That is being ruled out at the moment. No game total, no spread. Kyle Lowry injured uh, back, back spasms. Took him out of that game in the last one. He is not on the injury report, though, so we should expect him to play. So I'll pass it over to you, Keith. We'll start with this Raptors team. Who are you looking at? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you let, mentioned Kyle Lowry with those back spasms. I mean, he's pretty hard to uh, trust any cash cash builds you're trying to go with, but um, he's actually my favorite um, GPP pivot on the slate, probably. Uh, just because, I mean, this Wizards backcourt is terrible. I think this this whole game is going to have a lot of backcourt value, and, uh, you know, it, Russell Westbrook's going to be in. He might give some people trouble, but uh, Bradley Beal is not exactly a great defender. And, you know, they just give up a lot of points to the backcourt. So uh, I do like Lowry and GPPs. Don't like him in cash. So for cash, I'd rather spend up and, and pay the 8600 for for Van Vliet. Uh, and, uh, you know, he's he, same reasons. He's going to have a big game. Uh, the Wizards are bad. <laughs> so uh, the other guy I'd be looking at, though, is actually in the front court, and that's uh, Chris Boucher. Uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's a big man, and the Washington wizards are struggling to even nail down their big man rotation right now. They have Alex Len that they just signed. Um, and they've got Rolo in there. They've got Mo, Mo Wagner, um, but they don't know who they want to play. And all of them are not necessarily great defenders. So uh, Boucher at 5,900. I like his play as well. Um, especially for GPPs. Yeah. I don't think you could really go wrong with anybody on this Toronto team that you're looking at. Uh, we've been, you know, if OG's ruled out, uh, Powell probably draw that start. He's priced out. He's the one guy probably not looking at at 6,800. I just don't know how much, you know, juice is left in the squeeze right there. Uh, but if you want to look at Lowry, I don't mind it. Van Vliet, 8,600. I don't think I'll go to Van Vliet just because it's a few guys a little bit cheaper that I have interest in. So I think I'll probably be looking at Val- uh, Lowry and Boucher. Uh, Boucher, fantastic point per minute guy. The only worry that we ever have with him is the minutes, but the minutes have been confidently coming. Uh, he's been getting, if he gets a high 20 minutes, he's looking at probably about a floor of, you know, 28 to 30 with the ceiling of, we've seen it several times this season, you know, 40 and 50. So I, I, I'll be looking at Boucher and I think I'll be looking at Lowry on this side of the ball. We'll, uh, we'll slide over to the Washington side of the ball. And this is, you know, this is a side I probably have a little bit more interest in. Uh, I mentioned, you know, another guy, Russell Westbrook coming in at 8,400. I'm always game to play Russell Westbrook. You know, this is a game I anticipate being a, maybe a little bit close um toronto has been basically keeping things competitive they've been playing much better as of late with that being said things are still fairly competitive with them so at 8400 getting a guy that we know can triple double on a nightly basis who feels like he has a floor of about you know 40 dk points and a ceiling of 50 to 60 sign me up i'm good with that so i'll be playing some westbrook and then the only other guy i'm really gonna be looking at on this side of the ball and you touched on him a minute ago it might be that guy alex Len. Um, you know, we talked, we talked about it on the last, uh, I think on the last show that we did that eight minutes in that start, it was the front half of a back-to-back he played 21 in the next year, went five for five from the field. We can't expect that put up 26 DK points, but this is against the team that just released them. So, uh, you know, there's always that little revenge narrative and, you know, I don't trust them in cash, but I'll, I'll mention it for GPPs. And for that sole reason, that revenge narrative, uh, I will have a little bit of interest in GPPs that's it, though. Just uh, just some Westbrook and Len. How about yourself? 
Yeah, I, I uh, you know, that's a good point you bring up there. I didn't even think about the, the revenge game narrative, but uh, you know, I, I just can't bring myself to play Lux Line. I've I've watched the guy play uh, his whole career, and uh, you know, he has up and down games, and, uh, and there's a reason that you know he's been released by teams, and uh, you know, I, that's the reason I like I like Rolo a little bit better. Uh, he's just 3600 on that price tag, and, and I think he's just more solid. And you know, as long as he's getting 20 minutes in a game, I think he's got a solid floor. I don't like him to score a bunch of points obviously he's he's rollo i mean come on but uh, if you need to save some salary i don't mind going to to rollo at 3600 and in case alex Lund only gets those eight minutes or something like yeah. that again and that's exactly that could happen yeah. that could easily happen again i would it would it wouldn't shock me one bit like you said uh they don't really know what they want to do at center that's why they just picked the guy up off the street and started him uh they're kind of figuring that out on the fly but we'll move on to the next game atlanta hawks traveling to dallas take on the mavericks really excited about this game uh, I'm a Mavs fan, but anytime that it's a Trey versus Luka showdown, it's generally pretty fun, and uh, we got to get our popcorn ready for it. But for the Hawks, Bogdanovich, Chris Dunn, DeAndre Hunter, Rajon Rondo, all ruled out for the Mavericks. Uh, Tyler Bay, uh, Nate Hinton, Tyrell Terry, all ruled out. Nothing really uh, important. These guys are just in the G League. So we'll start with this Hawks team. 9900 for Trey Young. We're paying for him. You know, anytime we see these two teams face off, we we generally get pretty good games. Trey Young uh, didn't struggle with his shot necessarily, but he wasn't aggressive in that first game. He was eight of eighteen, only forty-one DK points. So at ninety-nine hundred, not somebody I'm overly interested in. Dallas actually has been playing very good defense, uh, despite their enormous losing streaks that they were having. They were having a lot of close losses. So I don't think I'm going to be going to too too much on this Hawk side of the ball. I will be taking advantage of some of these wings with DeAndre Hunter out, whether it's, you know, Kevin Werder, Cam Reddish. I think these guys are going to be uh, pretty viable. Outside of that, maybe a Clint Capella, but at that $8,600 price tag, we're still paying that elite Clint Capella, you know, price when he was grabbing 20 boards and blocking 10 shots. So I'll, I'll probably end up taking a pass on him as well. How about you? Yeah, I'm pretty much right there with you. I do like Cam Reddish as far as the wings go. You know, this dude, he shot one for eight in their last matchup against the Mavs. He can't shoot that bad again. Uh, and then the game after that, he got 14 shot attempts up and, you know, again, he shot like crap, but uh, assuming he hits some of those shots, he's going to, he's probably going to hit some value there at 4,800. Uh, the other guy that you kind of skipped over that I do have some interest in is John Collins. And he absolutely tore up the Dallas interior defense last time uh, to the tune of uh, 53.5 DK points. I mean, I don't think he's going to shoot 76% from the field again, but I think this is still a de- decent spot for him to really tear up that Mavs defense and, and really uh, put up a pretty decent game for just a $7,500 price tag. Yeah, I don't blame it. I mean, he's been playing much better. Um, and he's always in that nice, comfortable price tag where he's he's priced appropriately. Uh, the floor is usually right around 30 points. Ceiling could be 50. That's that's the price we want to pay for a guy like that. 7,500 smack dab in the middle. So I don't mind him. Uh, just not a guy that's necessarily popping off the page for me uh, just right now. On the Mavs side of the ball, though, Luka Doncic coming in at 10-8, Porzingis at 8-6. These guys are priced up, priced appropriately. But it's Luka Doncic. <clears throat> we know what he can do. He's the guy I'm looking at in this matchup. 10-8. He's going to have great, great, great pace to go with. Uh, he already torched his team for 60-plus DK points earlier in the season. And like I said, it's almost like, you know, that, that I guess we can call it that narrative between the guy that you should have picked uh, in the draft kind of thing. But nonetheless, Luka's tore up that Atlanta since he's been in this league. So I will have some interest in him. And then... With this team fully healthy, it's kind of hard to be invested in a lot of these ancillary pieces, knowing that Porzingis and Doncic are pretty much absorbing a usage of close to 60% between the two of them. There's not a lot left. You can look at these wings between Hardaway and Josh Richardson. 
Um, you know, they're both they're both priced appropriately. So you're really trying to catch lightning in a bottle and just hope you get them on a hot shooting night or one of those uh, you know defensive nights where they get two to three, four steals, whatever it may be. Not guys I'm confident in, but I'm not just going to claw- cross them out of my player pool just yet. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not big on the wings. I'm, I never pretty much am. I mean, I did like Josh Richardson when he was ahead that deflated price tag, but uh, now it's come up and I just can't play him. Uh, one guy I do like though at the price tag is uh, is Maxi Kleba. Uh, 4,600. You know, he's getting big minutes again, uh, coming back from an injury or uh, being the health and safety protocol, I think it was. And uh, $4,600 for his salary. The only reason I like him so much is because this game's going to be paced up a lot. And I think that really helps him out. You know, he's a, a three and D kind of guy. He's going to hit three. He's going to get some blocks. So um, I, I like I like the paced up uh, game at that price tag for Maxi Kaliba. Yeah, I can definitely see myself maybe using him in cash. GPPs, I just... Uh... I wonder about the ceiling sometimes. He's not aggressive enough. He's never usually taken more than six or seven shot attempts. You really need him to have a large rebounding, big defensive night for him to, you know, hit that like 30 to 35 point ceiling that we know is there. Um, I like to target him a little bit more in the in the GPPs, knowing when uh, Porzingis is sitting or one of those bigs are out of the front court and he gets a little bit more rebounding upside. But he's been hitting that cash price tag at that value, so I'm glad you mentioned him. Yeah, Next definitely. Game. I would I would stay away from the GPPs for sure. Oh yeah. Indiana Pacers traveling to Brooklyn, take on the Nets, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. Nets on the second half of a back-to-back in this one after the Pistons put in that work. Uh, So there's no injury report yet released for the Nets. But for the Pacers, uh, Brian Bowen, Karis LeVert, Cassius Stanley, TJ Warren all rolled out. This game does not have a game total, does not have a spread. I'm sorry, I forgot to mention it in that last one. Atlanta, uh, Dallas, the spread was two. Uh, I'm sorry, total was 233 and a half. The spread Dallas favored by four in that one. So uh, that is actually the largest game total that we have available. We only have four game totals as we record this the night before. So we'll drop in here. We'll talk about this Pacers team. I love this game. You got to love any team that's going against Brooklyn. It is just the new thing. Let's be real. This team gives up a ton of points every single night. Brooklyn plays little to no defense. We just saw the Pistons, a team that has... Their number one's Jerry, Jeremy Grant. And listen, he's been absolutely fantastic. I'm not going to say a bad thing about him, but he's not anybody that came into the season did not think that Jeremy Grant was going to be a, a number one uh, option on the team. Nonetheless, they've got 122 points dropped on them by this Pistons team between uh, Plumlee, Sadiq Bay, uh, DeLon Wright, and my man Grant. So I'm going to have some interest in this Pacers team. Demonis Sabonis coming in at 8,600. Got to love him. I, I can't imagine that he's not one of my favorite, uh, you know, priced up big men. At 8,600, I could see myself get, getting a fair amount of shares of, uh, of him. And then Miles Turner at 6K. You know, one of these two guys in the front court, if not both of them, should hit and exceed value. Uh, I, I'll have a ton of interest in both these guys. And if you really want to take shots on these ancillary guys between Jeremy Lamb, uh, probably wouldn't be TJ McConnell for me, but Jeremy Lamb or maybe like a McDermott, I wouldn't knock it just because this team is probably going to score close to 118 to 120 points again. Uh, that is a substantial amount over their season average, meaning that this is a pace up and a tick up spot for every single person on this Pacers team. So that's my piece. If you wanted to play Brogdon, wouldn't mind it. Not a guy that I'm immediately focused on right now. For the most part, it's the front court. Yep. I've got Sabonis and Turner and Lamb here. So those are my three top guys. And Sabonis is definitely the cash guy. Uh, Turner, more of the GPP guy. I mean, he's got 50 point DK upside, uh, 50 DK point upside, and he's only 6,000. So uh, I love that for GPPs for sure. Awesome. I'll uh, slide over to the Brooklyn side. I'll let you start off with this one. Uh, 
Lead us off of Brooklyn. Who are you really looking at? This is the second half of a back-to-back. Still no Kevin Durant. Yep, second half of a back-to-back. No Kevin Durant. I, I really wanted to take a look at their uh, center rotation tonight because they, it, it's no secret. You know, they're struggling to really defend the interior, and uh, they can't keep doing that if they want to ba- win basketball games. So I was really, really trying to look at what they were doing with the center position. And, uh, you know, they've been playing Norvell Pell and uh, Noah Vonley. Uh, they just signed that guy. But those guys only got 12 minutes combined tonight. So, you know, um, I think uh, DeAndre Jordan still gets the bulk of the minutes. I don't like him at that price tag. The only guy I'm really looking at to play would be James Harden. That's only because Kevin Durant's out. And I don't even like him that much, to be honest with you. So I'm probably largely staying away from the Nets just because of, of the price points and, and what they bring to the table. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with James Harden. I had loads of shares of him tonight. Uh, worked out well. Just the usage that he's going to see, it. the more comfortable this guy gets, the more aggressive he's going to be. Um, you know he's pretty much playing on ball. The assist will be there. The boards, they're going to come, especially with having no guys in this in this front court, like you mentioned. So I think at 10-4, uh, I definitely have some interest in him, especially knowing that this this once best offensive stopper that Indiana had in Victor Oladipo is no longer there. So I'm a little less scared off of just that exact position matchup. Uh, Kyrie at 9-1. Keep an eye on him. He was questionable coming into tonight. Might be limited or even ruled out tomorrow. And even if, if he's ruled out, give an even bigger bump to Harden. And then we could also even take stabs at guys like, you know, Bruce Brown or TLC if we need to as well. Uh, but that's pretty much it. It's Harden with uh, with the news that we have now. And if Kyrie rolled out, you can pretty much take a look at, a, you know, Bruce Brown, TLC, even like uh, and Joe Harris, 6K. I'll pass on that. I'm not going to play Joe Harris at 6K. Next game, Charlotte Hornets traveling to Memphis, take on the Grizzlies in this one. Uh, as far as an injury report goes, Charlotte Hornets, Vernon Carey, Nate Darling, Devontae Graham, Jalen McDaniels. Grant Riller all ruled out. For the Grizzlies, Brandon Clark, Jaron Jackson Jr., Sean McDermott, DeAnthony Melton, Jonte Porter, Killian Tilly, and Justice Winslow have all been ruled out. A lot of bodies missing for this team. We have a 226 game total. We have Memphis favored by four in this one. I'll pass it over to you. I'll let you start with Charlotte. Why don't you break down who you're looking for? Yeah, there's two guys in Charlotte I like. Um, the first one being Gordon Hayward, 7,700. I always like this guy. He's just one of my favorite cash game guys just because, you know, if he's not going to be over 8K, uh, he's just such a safe play. I mean, he's going to he's gonna you know put up 30 to 40 DK points easily um, any given night. He's just such a huge part of what Charlotte does. Um, and if you're not playing uh, Gordon Hayward, I'll take a look over at Terry, uh, Terry Rozier too. Um, you know, I usually don't uh, target Scary Terry. Uh, he's just been so inconsistent in his career, but you know, with Devonte Graham just on the sidelines, I mean, you really have to give this guy a hard look and he's been playing really well. He's starting to play like the player that the, uh, Hornets really went out to sign when they signed him. So, um, scary Terry and Gordon, Hayward are the two guys I'm looking at on, on the Hornets. I'm right there with you. And I would even slide in a, maybe a share or two of Cody Zeller. If you're playing multiple lineups, he's just been rock solid as consistent can be. Um, and they're going to probably use his size and need his size against Jonas Valanciunas, seven-footer, who we know that they've been running P.J. Washington at center, but he is undersized. I can't see them getting away with that for too long against Jonas. Uh, that's it, though, and even then, probably not too many. I'm with you, though. I think Rozier is a rock-solid option, 62. Uh, playing off-ball now with LaMelo in the starting lineup, but that's okay. The, we don't we don't play Terry Rozier hoping for those 10 assist games. We play him hoping that he gets 24, 25 actual points, and then we're looking at 40 DK points. And anytime Gordon Hayward, you said it perfectly, under AK, he's in play. Uh, Lamella Ball, is he going to draw a lot of ownership? And I hope so because I will probably play Westbrook over him. That's just how I'm feeling right now. I don't knock you if you're on the other side of the coin on that one. They are both triple-double threats, and they both have tremendous upside at similar prices. 
Memphis side of the ball, though. Joe Val coming off of an absolutely monster game. The minutes are back for him. They need him to play big minutes in this front court. He was 8-12 shooting, but the 20 rebounds, that's what we want to see. We want to see these big rebounding games. So at 7,400, it, you, can't, you can't cross him out of your player pool. He's got to have interest in him right now. Uh, I'll be taking a pass on Ja Morant for now as well. The minutes are back up, but I'm still not seeing the things I want to see from Ja. I don't know if it's lingering ankle issues from what he heard earlier in the year. I don't know if it's just trying to get into a rhythm or a funk that he's in right now. Nonetheless, not really enticing me. So it's going to be Joval, and I'll be looking at a little bit of uh, a little bit of Kyle Anderson, knowing that he's going to see significant time at the four. Desmond Bain drew that start in the last one. He's 4,100. Uh, but keep in mind that Grayson Allen and him are probably going to trap those minutes right down the middle. We saw that last one. Desmond played about 26. Allen played about 21. That's about a 40-minute 48 minute total just about so it's almost uh it, it wouldn't surprise me if it gets even more of like a 24 24 but i probably prefer bain at this point so that's it it's gonna be anderson it's gonna be joval and maybe bain if you need some value yep uh again we're, we're pretty much on the same page again so this is gonna go quickly but uh, yeah, yeah I, lo- I, lo- I do like the desmond bain at the 4100 uh price tag I like him more for gpps obviously just like you said i mean it's gonna be those guys split minutes of uh, Bain gets up 11 shots again and hits a good portion of them. He's going to hit the value there at 4,100. Um, I do like John Morant uh, for a GPP play also, just because of what you're saying. There, there's a narrative floating on around, out around there, uh, around in the world in the ether, uh, that uh, John Morant's you know ankle injury is still bothering him. And uh, it is something that's difficult to come back from. But I think he's still solid. I think he's still uh, got it going on. He's just trying to get his groove back, get his groove back. And uh, this could be the game that he does it. So I like him as a GPP play, but yeah, I'd stay far away in cash. And, and uh, Joe Val, yeah, 7,400. I mean, that price tag is just delicious for Joe Val. I'll take it all day against Cody Zeller. Yep. And it's worth noting that Morant back to back nine assist games in the two games with Joe Val back, having that big man in the front court, I allow him to run a little bit of that pick and roll action with is extremely useful for John Morant. So um, that is also worth noting. So maybe we do get to see a little bit of bounce back. we got to keep in mind a lot of that he was doing with a fraction of his teammates, a lot of the guys that he would usually count on in that front court to distribute to. So uh, maybe I won't cross him off just yet. Maybe you're talking me back on. I don't know how many shares I end up with, but I'll keep him in the player pool for now. How's that? There you go. I like it. All right. L.A. Clippers traveling to Minnesota, take on the Timberwolves. No Paul George in this one, as we know. On top of that, Patrick Beverly is questionable. For the Timberwolves, Jared Culver has been rolled out. Carl Anthony Towns is doubtful. He's still dealing with the conditioning after coming back from COVID. He's trying to get his uh, lungs and his breath back up. D'Angelo Russell, questionable, dealing with that left leg soreness. Something that has been talking about lingering injuries bothering D'Angelo Russell. He's pretty much been getting the Anthony Davis treatment, the LeBron James treatment, catching a questionable tag every single night. But we'll start with the away team. We'll start with the Clippers. Uh, I'll, I'll start, you know, and then I'll pass it off to you. I think it's very simple for me. Uh, there's no game total. There's no spread yet released, but it's going to be a big one. Uh, that's Even with no Paul George, you got to imagine that the Clippers uh, should be able to control this game pretty pretty handedly. Kawhi Leonard at 9,400. He's definitely an option, but like I said, with that spread lingering in the back of my mind, I'm not going to be playing him in any cash games. I think we have some better options that we could spend up on. Outside of him, it's very simple for me. It's some of these guys stepping up for Paul George. It's going to be a little bit of Batum. It's going to be a little bit of Marcus Morris Sr. And Lou Williams finally starting to get back in his groove. Uh, And the shot attempts are up over the past two games. 16 and 10 shot attempts over the last two games that George has missed. So that's it. Those are the three guys I'm looking at. 
Yeah, if I had to pick one guy to play on this Clippers side of the ball, I would play Lee Williams at 5,500. Like you said, he's starting to turn it around. Uh, this guy's he had a long career where he's just been a, a scoring machine, and um, you know he's really starting to turn that on. And if he gets a, he gets a fantastic shot uh, matchup here, and uh, you know he didn't even shoot well last game, but he did get up 16 shots. And so if he gets that same workload, and those same shot attempts, and he hits some of them, then um, you know 5,500 is a really good price tag for this guy. But uh, the blowout alert, the blowout potential is always there and uh you know i i don't like being exposed to this game too much either especially not in cash um one guy that you didn't mention that i would look at though uh serge Ibaka at 5400 uh you know i just don't think that uh, nas reed is is capable of guarding that mid-range jump shot from surge i think that he you know can eat if he really wants to i think um if it's, if there's a game that uh, he wants to really go off, he can. He's got that kind of skill. He's just kind of taking a backseat to these other guys. But um, I do kind of like the spot for him. So Serge Ibaka, someone I'd look at in GPPs. See, because I was actually leading more towards like the Zubak bandwagon uh, mm-hmm. as of late, <laughs> uh, just because he's got that double double upside. And if there's, you know, if I'm playing like let's say a turbo slate, only the three eight o'clock games, which I'm sure DraftKings will have available. And you're not trusting this game. Maybe you're leaning on that Brooklyn game and that Charlotte Memphis game a little bit more. But you know, you still want to have some action. I'd probably look at guys like maybe like a Zubac or a Morris, um, a guy who, you know, gives us a little salary relief, you know, guys that we're not expecting to play 30 plus minutes anyway, uh, but can get it done in a nice solid point per minute fashion. Lou Williams would easily fall into that category too with how explosive he's been uh, and how much he's been shooting. And that's, that's probably it. Not touching Kennard. Um, I guess it's worth noting that Terrence Van played 26 minutes in that last one as well. Wouldn't they expect him to see that kind of workload again? Beverly comes back. He definitely won't see that kind of workload again. But uh, he is 3,400, so dumpster dive if you need it. But we'll slide over to the next side of uh, other side of the ball, Minnesota side of the ball. Carl Anthony Towns out. Um, Beasley has just been crushing it. He's been leading this team in usage so far in the season. Should continue to have big volume shot attempts. He just got his court case, uh, court case cleared up, and we'll be doing – do a community service, 120 hours worth once the NBA season is over. So maybe that was something that's looming. Maybe he's ready to ball out. Coming off a big one against Dallas, though, 57 DK points in that last one. 7K, it's a tough matchup. Do you have any interest in Mr. B's? I don't. I, the 7K price tag just drives me away, uh, personally. I mean, if, if Russell's out, I don't blame people for playing him. Um, you know, I was more comfortable playing him at the mid-6Ks or, or what have you, but um, I think that price is just a little too high for me. Uh, the only guy that I really actually have interest in on the T-Wolves um, is Juancho Hernan Gomez at 4,000. Uh, this is a bit of a dumpster dive, but he only managed nine minutes last game, but uh, he was coming back and you know, he got nine minutes because of his conditioning. So if he's going to play that you know, 27 to 29 minutes he was getting before, this is an extremely nice price tag for this guy. Um, so that's the only really guy. That's really the only guy I like on this side of the ball. Yeah, and I, I can't blame you for that. Um, Gomez is a guy that they really wanted to play at small forward for, for quite some time. And we're kind of seeing some of these other guys step up while he was out. Um, I'm expecting Russell to probably sit this one out. So that's another thing, another another factor that we could see leading into the blowout. He did play in that last game, but he left early in it. So with that being said, I you know if you wanted to take a stab at a guy like Rubio, but I expect uh, Jalen Newell to get a uh, fair amount of minutes. It's just the guy that they've been trusting to play about a 20-minute roll, 16-minute roll over the past few games. He's been hitting his shots at a high clip. Um, you know, if you need it, it's there. Again, probably one of those blowout-proof guys where even if it gets out of him, uh, a hand, him and McLaughlin would probably still play about 20 to 22 minutes. But again, I think we have it's, we have a nine-game slate. We probably have plenty of options. We don't necessarily need to worry about those guys right now. Moving on to the next game, the 
wow, sixth game. We're cruising. We're cruising. <laughs> sixth game of the night. New Orleans Pelicans traveling to Chicago, take on the Bulls. This one's going to have some fancy-friendly action in it. Wendell Carter Jr., uh, Chandler Hutchinson, Laurie Markin, Otto Porter Jr. all rolled out. Pelicans have not yet to submit their injury report. But I'll pass it over to you. Talk about this Pelicans team. Who do you have interest in? Fantastic matchup. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, you know, I'm a Bulls fan, and even I know that uh, you target the Bulls in fantasy basketball. That's just kind of a golden rule this year, unfortunately. So, uh, so yeah, you have to look at, at these Pelicans guys, and all of them are pretty pretty good. I mean, right now, Josh Hart is just going off. I think he had 16 rebounds last I checked for a guard, which is ridiculous. He was questionable tonight, and he still played. And, um uh, so I don't think he's going to repeat that. I'm not going for Josh Hart, but I do like Zion Williamson at 8100. Uh, you know, he's a discount a few hundred dollars less than some of these other guys on here, and he's just going to have a huge game against this weak interior defense. I mean, Daniel Gafford's been terrible, and they, the Bulls haven't been able to keep him on the floor. And uh, you know, Cristiano Felicio is also awful. So uh, they've been playing a lot of Thad Young at the center with a lot of uh, three guard sets, and that's just something where Zion's going to eat. Um, so he's he's probably my favorite player of the night overall, and that's against uh, against my team. So that's mean that means something um i also like lonzo ball 6600 you know kobe white's small he's been playing well on either end of the floor so lonzo ball can really take advantage and he's been playing well recently uh same same thing with eric blood so he gets zach levine on the other side of the ball who's also a terrible defender uh so you know eric but is in a great spot too 5900 you took the words out of my mouth man we're on the <laughs> same page tonight three guys i'm looking at right there blood so balls Zion. i'll probably leave ingram and adams for other people to play with if they want to chase that heart game so be it uh, it's worth monitoring. Like you said, they are in the second half of a back-to-back. Hart was questionable coming in here. Uh, having a big, big game where maybe they just say take the night off tomorrow. And if that if that does happen, look for guys like Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Kira Lewis, and J.J. Reddick to pick up a few extra minutes. Uh, but that's it. I think I think the backcourts, we've seen it time and time again. Backcourts have been just decimating the Bulls. And ever since these injuries to the front court, it's uh, <laughs> the same thing's happening up there as well. They cannot stop a soul. I think it was uh, Vucevic that torched you guys, what was it, uh, over the weekend, Friday? Yes, yes, he did. He destroyed us. Um, luckily, we played him better the next game. Yeah. Still, so. <laughs> <laughs> How about your – I'll pass. I'll let you take the bolts too. How's that? I mean, this is your team. This is your squad. Uh, you probably know them better than anybody on our DFS team. So why don't you talk about who you're looking at for them? Yeah, man, it is. And, it, and it's just been such a heartbreaker to watch these guys. Man, they just dropped another heartbreaker to the Wizards. And, you know, I think they're going to be out for blood in this one. So – I do like some of these guys. Um, you know, I, I don't necessarily like uh, like Zach or Kobe uh, in this one, who are really the offensive weapons on our team, uh, or Thad Young, just because he's so priced up from from having some a really solid stretch of games. But I like some of these lower priced guys. I like Patrick Williams at fifty five hundred. You know, with Laurie Markkinen and Wendell Carter and you know Porter on the sidelines, he's been averaging thirty four point two minutes. 15.3 points, grabbing 7.7 rebounds, and he's chipped in um, 0.7 steals and blocks per game uh, in those uh, those few games that he's you know, had all that usage. So uh, I like him at 5,500. I think he's really going to continue this until Markinen uh, and or Carter comes back. Porter might play. Um, I think he's questionable, so uh, be on the lookout for that. But I still like Patrick Williams, even if Porter does play, because Porter will probably slide to the four spot, and Patrick Williams is playing the three. Uh, the other guy I like is uh, Tomas Sadoransky. Uh, Tomas Sadoransky, I like him because uh, Kobe White really has struggled. He's looked really terrible the last few games, I'm telling you guys. So um, be on the lookout for Tomas Sadoransky to take some of those minutes away from Kobe White. I don't think he's going to take the starting job just because – you know, so much is invested in White, but uh, but I like him at 4,400 as a guy that you know can get 25 to 28 minutes in the game, and uh, he's going to put up some pretty good value. He's, he's got a really good rapport with uh, Thad Young in that second unit, so uh, it's a good price for him. Yeah, I love the Saturday asking call. Uh, definitely a guy that we're kind of seeing creep up, and he's just been outperforming his price tag. 
4,400 is a little bit too cheap. He doesn't need a whole lot of shot attempts. Six, five, four, four. the last uh, four games. Uh, he hits them at about a 50% clip. Uh, great for a guard, but he's going to chip in with some rebounds, some steals. We've even seen the Bulls run a few um, three-guard sets, and we might even see that happen against a team like New Orleans if, if a guy like Josh Hart plays, a uh, guy that they basically play as a big, but he's a guard. So I, I like that Sadoransky call. I'm with it with some Pat Whale. If you wanted to take a stab at Val, uh, Denzel Valentine, both these guys should continue to see pretty solid minutes. Uh, Pat Will probably a little bit safer in cash just because it has a little bit more rebounding upside, uh, a little bit more of that defensive floor as well, uh, while Valentine's pretty much a scoring threat. He'll chip in a couple boards and assists, but you're really, really banking on that scoring. Uh, and then you hit it. I'm not touching Kobe White. I think Zach Levine's just a little too expensive at 9K. I talked about a few other guys at 86 and 8,400. I think I'd rather play over him. And that's it. So we'll keep it moving to the next game. We have three games left. Cleveland traveling to Denver, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. As far as the injury report goes, we do not have one. So there's that. Um, oh, I lied. Cleveland Cavaliers, Matthew Delvadova out, Kevin Love out, Larry Nance Jr. still out. Uh, he's going to be out for the next four to six weeks after he just had surgery on his left-hand finger. Uh, for the Nuggets, Compazzo is probable. Laco Kankar, questionable. P.J. Dozier is out, while Gary Harris is out as well. So we'll start with this Cleveland side of the ball. I have some interest in this team. They started Jared Allen that last one. Do they do that again? That remains to be seen. Uh, we don't know. But they're, they're trying to get him involved. They're, they're trying a couple of these double big lineups, which is fantastic. It was, against, <clears throat> excuse me, it was against Phoenix, who was also starting Frank Kaminsky, so maybe that's the reason. Uh, they might opt to just go with Prince if uh, Denver you know, does what they normally do with like Millsap. But keep that in mind. If he starts, he's in play for me at 5,800. Andre Drummond at 83. It's it's hard to ignore Drummond when you see him at that price tag. The only thing you generally worry about is the minutes. If you think this game stays close and you're confident in it and you think that the Cavs can keep it in uh, competitive, at least like a 10-point game, which right now it's about a 9.5-point spread favored for Denver at a 224.5 game total, then that's the time you play up. It's just a little riskier. Uh, GPPs only for Drummond for me at 8,300. Definitely a viable GPP play, but a little too hard. Other than that, I'll be looking at maybe a little Torian Prince at 46. I expect him to continue to play at least a 25-minute roll per night. We'll see some minutes in some games where he's upwards of 30 to 32, um, probably in those games where we're not seeing Allen start or play as many minutes alongside of Drummond. In those cases, he's got a great defensive floor, decent rebounding floor, and he should chip in, in the three-point department. So for me, I'll be looking at some Prince. I'll be looking at Drummond in some GPPs, and I'll be looking at some Jared Allen barring the news that we get yeah i'm uh i'm usually on that drumming train for the gpps for sure but uh, i don't think i'm in on this one i don't know i just don't don't like the matchup with him against <laughs> Jokic and having to guard Jokic I, I, and and also score um you know i don't know if the minutes will be there i do like the the jared allen play uh you know jared allen 50 5800 i think uh you know paul Millsap does stretch the floor but I think that they can probably play those double bigs uh, against these guys, especially since they're going to have to probably help out on Jokic because I don't know if Drummond's going to be able to necessarily stop him down there. Um, so I, I like 5,800 for Jared Allen. I, th I think that's a really good play, actually. Um, again, like you said, it, it is about whether or not he starts. We don't know. We don't know if they're going to do that long term. Uh, it seems like he's right now he's the big winner for the Larry Nance Jr. injury. Um, so I'm okay with going with him. 
<clears throat> some other guys I look at for uh, GPPs, uh, Seti Osman at 3,800. You know, he's only gotten 15 minutes in the last couple of games, but usually when Larry Nance Jr. missed games before, he would really just light it up. So if he can get 25 minutes or more, uh, he's going to be a really good GPP play at 3,800. He can really destroy that price tag. Uh, and then Isaac Okoro, Isaac Okoro, however you say his name, I apologize, I apologize if I virtued that. Um, but he uh, he's at 3,300. I'm going to keep putting this guy out there just because he's getting so many minutes. He's still at 3,300, just such a such a low price point, and you have to, you know, assume at some point he really breaks through on the statistical sense because um, you know, he's getting those minutes and, and they really want to get his development going. So at some point, just like Patrick Williams kind of took off, I expect this guy to really start put, putting the uh, points on the board. So uh, I'm going to keep playing him in GPPs. All right, man, don't blame you. Uh, young kid, a lot of lot of defensive ability in the core. Um, just a little too raw for me just now. I just uh, I don't see the usage. That's what I'm worried about. He really needs everything to fall right. He hitting shots at a high clip, but he's cheap, so you're getting uh, you're getting the discount on that one. We'll slide over to the Denver side of the ball. Uh, Nikola Jokic coming in at eleven thousand dollars, so one of the more expensive guys on the slate. But we know what we're getting when we pay for the Joker. He is well worth it. So uh, that's a fantastic matchup. No doubt about it. If you want to play, play Jokic, I don't blame you. I probably won't be all on him just because I'm a little bit worried about this game. But if you're running it back with some of these Cleveland guys, he's the main target that you're looking for on Denver. Outside of that, uh, I'll be looking at some guys like Michael Porter Jr., 5,700. Struggled in that last game. Uh, had a little bit of a rough shot selection. He hasn't been playing well. He had a nice little talking to with Jokic, though. A bounce-back game is on the horizon for Michael Porter Jr. Do not forget what kind of talent this kid is. His scoring ability, all of the above, is there. And at that price tag, it's too cheap. Should be a guy that's probably about 65 to 7. Um, and I, I definitely have some interest in Michael Porter Jr., especially knowing that he's going to probably be able to have his way if uh, if he gets any time at the four offensively with anybody that he goes against. So those are the two guys I'm really looking at. I wouldn't mind taking a stab at some of these ancillary guys that are in that 46, 4700 range between Monte Morris and uh, Jermichael Green. You know, they're safe options. They're, they're nice little cash options. That guy's I'll probably be gravitating too much towards in tournaments, though. You should have stayed gone, Mike Apache. You stole my thunder, man. I, you know, MPJ, I, I'm I'm right on the, I'm right on board with you there. I think, uh, you know, we're both riding that train thoroughly. And uh, 5700 is just too cheap for a guy that's got this kind of offensive talent. Um, you know, he he, he did have a bad game. Uh, has has had a couple bad couple games, but um, the bounce back's coming, and uh, you should be on board for that for sure. <clears throat> the other guy I actually look, would look at, uh, pardon me, is um, Paul Millsap at 4900. You know, the Nuggets aren't shy about playing Millsap 30 plus minutes, and um, you know, if Cavaliers go with Allen forward again I, I think they play Millsap big time and uh, so I think it's just a nice a nice mid-tier option 4900 it's just a good price all right we'll go uh we'll go on 10 o'clock games last two games of the night so pause it stop what you're doing if you have a quick moment really appreciate it guys go give us a thumbs up a five star subscribe rate review the whole nine Wherever you're listening, whether it's Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, wherever it is, we really, really appreciate it, guys. It means the world to us, especially these guys I work with. Give them some kudos. Let them know how great of a job they're doing, especially from them holding down this fort. Absolute studs over here. And uh, sometimes it just feels nice to hear it. So I tell them every single day, but I want them to hear from you guys how great they are. But uh, we'll really appreciate that. So we'll, we'll keep it moving. The last two games of the night, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game, OKC. Traveling to L.A., take on the Lakers. We have a little bit of a rematch here. Definitely some news that we need to talk about as far as injuries for the Lakers. Kosis Antetokounmpo has been ruled out, as well as Jared Dudley not 
that either one of those really matter. Alex Caruso, Anthony Davis, both questionable. We saw Davis sit out that last game while LeBron James is probable for the Thunder. Shai Gilgis Alexander, Mr. Shea himself, has been ruled out dealing with that left knee soreness. Uh, this does not look good. Shea missed two games not too long ago with the same knee soreness, came back, and now he's missing another one. Uh, this is kind of a standalone game. They're not on a back-to-back. They're not in the front half or a back-to-half of a back-to-back. So it's definitely a little alarming. It's something that we're just going to have to keep an eye on. George Hill, Ty Jerome, Theo Maladon, Mike Muscala, all ruled out as well. So this is going to be an interesting game. Uh, we're going to kind of see some of this garbage this garbage Thunder team again. And, you know, with that being said, they kept it pretty, pretty competitive in that last one. Now, are they able to do that without Shea? That's the question that we're talking about. Basley had a monster game. Diallo had a monster game. Shea had a monster game. So I'm definitely going to kind of walk into this one tempering my expectations compared to that last one without, uh, without Shea. So I will still be looking at some of these value pieces that we have available to us. Diallo at 65, a little bit too priced out for me. Uh, Baisley at 61. If Davis is out, you can look at him. If Davis plays, not going near him. In fact, if Davis plays, I probably will be even a little bit more scared off this game than I am now. Uh, but I do have some interesting guys like Isaiah Roby, who was expected to play. He missed the past few games. He's 3,700. You know, this wouldn't shock me if we end up seeing Horford uh, limited in this one, if it gets out of hand early. They're very limited in their front court. Already missing Muscala. Um, you know, as, as Santino would say, Mr. Pokemon, uh, Alexis Pozjeski. Uh, you know, apologize if I butchered that one. That one's a tough one for me to get out. I have a little bit of a lisp. But <laughs> he's, uh, he's been assigned to the G League. So right now, the real, the really only backup center that they're going to have available is going to be Roby, and, and they probably will play him at the three and the four a little bit too. We've seen them do that. So I do have some Roby action coming in at thirty-seven hundred. Kenrich Williams has been playing some pretty solid and stable minutes uh, at that at least thirty minutes in the past three games at forty-seven hundred. I don't love it, but another guy that I would assume plays um, plays some fourth quarter minutes regardless of the score. So I'll be looking at some Roby. I'll be looking at some Kenrich. And, uh, you know, if, if you think it stays close, Horford's the guy that you're probably going to want. I like, uh, I like Basley, 6,100. 6, I like him. Um, I just think they're going to need his offense without um, SGA. And, and uh, you know, let's, let's just hope LeBron James doesn't take it personal and shut the guy down, which he very well might. Uh, but the young man took 21 shots last game. He didn't even shoot it very well. Um, so, you know, if he gets 21 shots again, uh, he can easily put that 21 point mimic that 21 point performance he had last game uh yeah i expect this one to be a blowout though i really don't like any of these guys um i really think that the, the lakers are going to put it to the to the thunder um but you know again you, like you said kenrich williams i think he's been playing solid i think he's good at 4700 and roby at 3700 i got him on my list also uh you know he's he kind of missed out on the price bump that all these other guys got with uh, the additional usage because he was injured so uh 3700 seems like a steal for that guy i like him a lot all right We'll slide over the Lakers side of the ball. Uh, main thing that we're going to have to monitor is Anthony Davis, of course. If Anthony Davis gets ruled out, uh, the tune changes. We're going to have some interest in a lot of these guys. If they both play, probably not really touching anybody on this Lakers side of the ball. Uh, you can look at LeBron if Davis sits 10-2. Absolutely destroyed this team. But again, I'm worried about it. Uh, I, I, I just don't see myself playing either Davis or LeBron. I could definitely see myself maybe having a share of Schroeder if there's no Davis. He should be safe. Uh, 6,200, just a guy that has been playing well over the past three games. And, you know, happens to torch his former team every single time he plays them. So uh, I don't mind looking at some Schroeder. Kuzma will probably be chalk if we see there's no Davis. But at 5,700, he's almost getting priced out. Basically looking at about a 27 to 33-point, uh, you know, window when we play Kyle Kuzma. 
uh, inserted into that starting lineup. And at 5,700, there's still some meat left on the bones, just not as much. So, you know, he's in play, probably better for cash. Hard to avoid him in tournaments, though. Try to take an edge on on the ownership in that one. And that's really it for me. Yeah, I can't uh, can't fault you for those. Those are, are great picks. The only guy I would add would be uh, Taylor Horton Tucker. He did get 27 minutes in the last game. It looks like they're finally, finally, finally playing this guy in uh, games against you know opponents that aren't very good, which the Thunder aren't very good. Uh, I'm, I'm anticipating a blowout here, so I think Taylor does get some extra minutes, You know, hopefully 25 to 28 minutes here. And, uh, yeah, he's got some skill. I think he can put up some really good points, and he's like $4,300. So I do like that play a little bit too, uh, more so for GPs. I love the talent. He's great defensively too, so I'm with you. I, you know, you always see him whenever he gets minutes. He just racks up steals and blocks. Mm-hmm. Final game of the night, Milwaukee Bucks traveling to Phoenix, take on the Suns here. Uh, no game total, no spread. Surprise, surprise. But uh, we do have an injury report. Uh, Drew Holiday did not travel with the team. He is in the health and safety protocols as of right now. So there will be no Drew Holiday. He was a late scratch before that last game. Uh, other than that, everybody else should be good for the Bucks For the Suns, uh, Chris Paul is being considered questionable. He sat out that last one uh, against Cleveland. Jay Crowder is questionable. Abdul Nader is questionable as well as campaign and Dario Sarge have already been ruled out. So again, this is a late, late game slate. We're going to really want that news, at least for the Bucks, We have it already with no holiday. Um, and one would imagine, you know, any game that we see no holiday, it's going to be a better chance of it staying competitive. And if it stays competitive, we're going to want some interest in Chris, uh, Chris Middleton and Giannis Antetokounmpo. So I definitely have some interest in both these guys. Probably prefer Middleton a little bit more at 7,900. Just a guy that he's just rock solid. Even on those days where Giannis still has a big game, Middleton still usually performs and shows up with about 40 DK points. He has that 50 to 60 point ceiling. So Chris Middleton's probably my favorite option on here. Dante DiVincenzo will see extended run as well. I'll like him a lot more if there is no Chris Paul. He should primarily play point guard. We should see the assist kind of rise. And then if you wanted to take a stab at a guy like Brent Forbes, he drew the start in the last one. Not a high usage guy. He put up 23 DK points in that one. Uh, but over the past two games, the dude's shooting 12 of 16. That's a little bit unsustainable. And he's literally uh, about nine of, uh, I'm sorry, nine of 12 from deep over the last two games as well. So those shootings will probably regress a little bit. He's 3,800, though. There's worse you can do. Yeah, I understand that. I understand everything you're saying. Don't don't fault people for playing Giannis. You know, listen. I don't like this this matchup for Giannis. I don't. Um, I think the Suns like to slow the game down, like to play half court sets, and you know Giannis, he's just not a great jump shooter. So, I just don't like this matchup for him. If people want to pay for him, that's fine. I like other guys like Dun- Dunkich and uh, you know some other guys that are, are more pricey on the slate anyway, better anyways. Uh, Middleton, I think he's priced up for what he provides. I think he's he's also a fine play, but I just I just don't have any interest there. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, so I've got no interest in Bobby Portis, and those are the three guys I really look at in the Bucks. So really, I, I don't like any of these Bucks. Honestly, I'm probably not going to play any of them uh, on a non-game slate. Uh, I don't fault people for for playing them, but personally, I'm I'm not about any of these guys. Hey man, you gotta you gotta cross some guys out. Yeah, and when push comes to shove, I don't see myself having too much Giannis, but I do see myself playing some Middleton. On the other side of the ball, though, Devin Booker's the main guy that we're looking at. Chris Paul sits out, 8,100, a little too cheap for the book. You know, a little bit of uh, an easier matchup knowing that there's no Holiday. Holiday probably would have drew the start against him for most of that time. So took 27 shot attempts at that last, but he's been facilitating over the past two games, 19 assists over those two games. So Devin Booker, 8,100, I like him. Uh, for everything that you said about how the Suns slow it down, well, the Bucks play at one of the fastest paces. So while it's a pace down spot for the Bucks, it's a pace up spots for the Suns. We should see a few extra shot attempts from these guys. And you know, dating back to last season, Milwaukee's defense is spectacular. The one weakness that they've had has been three-point shooters. So 
I'll, I'll take some stabs at Devin Booker. If we see Chris Paul is out, if Chris Paul plays, I'll probably leave Booker out there from someone for someone else. And then if uh, Paul's out, Etwan Moore drew that start in the last one, 4,300. Dude just played a boatload of minutes, played 40 minutes. Anytime a guy's in the court for 40 minutes at that price tag, you have to have a little interest in him. Don't expect him to shoot four, uh, I mean, seven to 10 again, but, you know, 4,300, he kind of falls in that Bryn Forbes territory where there's worse you could do if you need the value and he's there for you. Those are exactly the two guys I have written down. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Booker Booker just 27 shot attempts in this dude. I mean, they're going to push the pace a little bit more with Chris Paul out, so that's something to consider. Uh, so you might want to take some stabs at some bucks just because of that. But, uh, you know, again, I just think it's uh, I think it's a good spot, a better spot for the Suns than it is for the Bucks, like you said, because um, they are paced up a little bit as opposed to the being paced down on the other side of the ball. So uh, Booker, I got a lot of interest there. And, uh, you know, if CP3 doesn't play, I think you absolutely have to have him, especially in cash games. Um, just think he's just going to crush that that $8,100 price tag. And, uh, yeah, each one more, 40 minutes, man. I mean, that's all you got to say. 40 minutes for 4300 uh, I'll do it all day. So those two guys. All right, my good friend. That wraps us up. That brings us home. That is the nine-game slate. And I think we always do good at the time, but right under 48 minutes. So we gave people enough time just to stop on their way to work, grab the coffee, uh, get in there nice and early. Say hi to your boss. Get on the bright side of things. But thank you guys for listening. If you have a moment, you want to give us a quick follow on Twitter, you can find me at Mike Apatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. Keith, let the good people know where they can find you. You can find me at Ginsberg Beats, G-1-N-S-B-E-R-G-B-3-A-T-S, Ginsberg Beats. Yeah, it's still. I don't. I don't think I'm getting that. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna. I gotta get it's it. It's meant I'll for people out. you for like you not to find me, okay, Mike? <laughs> yeah, no, that's it. The, the information. That's and that's why we. That's why it does it. The information is too good, where you got to go out and search for it. You got to do your own research, and it's to find Keith on Twitter. Uh, and once you find that honey hole, you're gonna be bringing home a nice, a nice sized salmon every single night. But th- <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys for listening. From everybody over here at Hoopball, we will be back tomorrow. I will be on. Uh, geez, man, I'm terrible with this schedule. I got to get my stuff together with this, but I'll blame it on the week and a half off. Uh, I will be on though. Nonetheless, thank you guys. Take care. Let's go out there. Let's crush some GPPs. Let's take some money home and, uh, cure that nice little Super Bowl hangover. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.